grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Welcome once again to After Dark here on Newcastle Live Radio. Tonight we're going to be diving into relationship contracts. What are they? Why do we need them? And how can they be useful in keeping the status quo in your relationship? We'll also be hearing about the benefits of lube and how many different types there are. And as always, our fabulous Timberlina will be along for some drag therapy. That's all coming up tonight. Thanks for joining me on Lipstick After Dark. Ever wondered about Tantra? Perhaps you want to know the benefits of sperm retention. Luke and Syndra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After Dark. And they're back. Luke and Syndra from Conscious Couples. How are you guys this week? Oh, mate, we are absolutely fabulous Mm. on this Monday. We had just the most amazing weekend. Like we had a full date weekend. Yeah, look, and you know what? It's, um, I know it's challenging because we, you know, can't go a lot of places, but um, there's been some fabulous date nights that I've seen during this lockdown that I really rate. Mm. Yeah. So you, you really took that time and had a full date weekend. Yeah, we had, uh, it was our wedding anniversary last weekend, but we had the kids. So it wasn't, you know, as romantic as we would hope to have been, <laughs> nor was it in Bali as we originally planned oh, all of our wedding anniversaries were stop. going to be. Oh. Um, so this weekend we're like, look, let's just make it some quality time. So Friday night we had some takeaway cocktails and some takeout. Last night we did Timberlina's Drag Bingo, sorry, Saturday night. And then, um, yeah, and then last night we just went with the flow and it turned out to be an amazing night. So, yeah, we got creative and we had lots of sex and we had lots of good times. It was great. That's awesome. Well, hats off to both of you for killing it. I'm very <laughs> proud of you both. All right. So, look, last time you were on the show, we talked about edging. I'm not going to ask if you practiced it this past weekend. It's none of my business. But what I did Sunday morning. <laughs> okay. That's what I love. You so, didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> excellent. So transparent, Luke. I love it. Now, um, what are we talking about this week? We wanted to talk about relationship agreements. Uh, This is something that has come up a lot for our uh, coaching clients of late. And it's something that I think a lot of couples kind of gloss over and then they end up in a bit of conflict about or resentment about. So I thought it might be important to touch on with you today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one of the, like the part of sort of our, signature system I guess when a couple comes into coaching with us some of the things that we nut out about halfway through the the journey is to start making agreements so that we get rid of all of the ambiguity and assumptions that come along with will you be my boyfriend will you be my girlfriend are we in a relationship yes and then we fill the rest of the space with assumptions of what a relationship is and who does what 
Uh, and you know, in the in the honeymoon period, that's really great because you know we're all putting our best self forwards and you know shining the light on on the space. But as time goes on and the relationship really starts, then that's when the sort of friction and, and resentment starts to build over who's not doing what because we've made a lot of assumptions and uh, about what what's going to happen in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, I think as well, I think we all we also bring our past into our new arrangements as well, don't we? So we all have this this picture in our head of what is a relationship based on our past experiences. And I think it's worth sort of flagging that each one of these connections is completely unique. And every contract that you draw up um, or every agreement that you enter into is is completely different to what you may have experienced in the past or, um, you know, what you might experience in the future. But it's, um, you know, it's important to have that, um, you know, not bringing that baggage in. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Because... If we haven't learned from those past relationships and if we're still kind of carrying that into the current ones, it's like, well, we did this in my previous relationship. This is how we did fighting. This is how we did chores. This is how we did, you know, Mm. even communication. It's kind of just assumed that I'm going to show up in the same way in this relationship. That's that's never the case. And, And, you know, we should all be taking the lessons from our previous times into into yeah. the future. <laughs> you also you also see it a lot with people that have been living the single life for a really long time mm. and go into a relationship and you know it's that old term set in their ways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like this works for me, so this should work for you as well. Uh, oh God, the amount of times that I've heard um, in coaching, like, why can't they just do it the way that I do it? Uh, <laughs> and it's it's it really doesn't work, let's just be honest. But the um the truth of the matter is, is that one of the things that really stops and um, puts resistance against people coming to agreements or even asking for agreements is that they feel like it traps them. Yeah. You know, like it boxes them into, I've agreed to this, so this is what I need to do. Mm. Relationships change. Like relationships are fluid just as we are. We're ever evolving. We're ever learning. So you can make an agreement, but the key to not feeling boxed in is then having a check-in on the agreement to see if anything needs to change and if anything's not working or what is working. So a lot of the times for the couples that come into our coaching, um, like we, we refer everything back to like really edgy stuff. So Hmm. um, on the podcast last week, we had like a expert come in and talk about dominance and submissive relationships. Yeah. It's kinky stuff. And all of that is about boundaries, consent and agreements. Yes. But when you transfer it back to like everyday relationships is, you know, for example, in our coaching, we'll have people come up with an agreement on who's doing what household chores. Right. Yeah. Like who's doing what, write it down, all the things that need to be done, all the things that everybody does. And then the things that everybody argues about in the middle, mm. like, you know, who's taking the compost out, who's doing the dishwasher. And then you split it up and agree on who's doing what maybe Sunday nights you agree, sit down and talk about who's doing the logistics, like who's picking up what, who's finishing work when, um, you know, what are we having for dinner on these nights so we know what groceries we're having. So, but, um, you know, then you're not having the stupid arguments, the mm. silly little arguments about around assumptions 
it makes more space actually it doesn't trap you yeah it makes more space for intimacy and connection if all of the little stuff is agreed upon what does a relationship agreement look like what what sort of topic should we i mean we we talk about the logistics and that sort of thing but what what other things should we be looking at in a relationship agreement I think to start off with, it's like, are we going to be monogamous or non-monogamous or somewhere in between? Like, that's a great place to start mm. because, you know, that if it's kind of assumed that you're going to be monogamous and then something kind of happens, like that probably needs to be spoken about yeah. up front. Uh, things like, um, you know, communication agreements, uh, you know, like I would love to get a text message from you during the day when you're at work. That's kind of like my expectation, that, that type of thing. Mm. You know, if you're not, if you don't live together, what's the kind of um, agreement with seeing each other? Yeah. If you have kids, you know, one person has kids, one doesn't or vice versa. What is your role in that? Having an agreement around that. So it's really just putting all of your expectations out there and just seeing where they meet together. Mm. You know, do I need to compromise here or there? And all of this is stuff that people often gloss over, as Luke said, in the honeymoon period. And then a couple, a few months in or a few years in, it's like, oh, wow. We should have talked about that. Probably should have talked about this like when we first got together. So I think Do you want kids? Yeah, do do you want kids? Do you want to get married? Like all all of that thing that sometimes is assumed is really great to open up at the start. And then like Luke said, all the logistical stuff as well uh, is, is great. And even for us this week, we um, kind of had a bit of a conversation about that. We were like a little bit stuck because of lockdown and everything. We were kind of feeling like our relationship and our sex life and intimacy was like a bit stuck. Like we, we we're fine. We're doing good. However, you know, we're just kind of feeling like we had nothing to look forward to. So like, great, our agreement moving forward for the next however many weeks is that each week one of us, we take turns, comes up with a unique kind of date experience um, yeah. and something that, something that we don't normally do and kind of put it out there and have a bit of fun for a change. <laughs> so that's our agreement at the moment around date nights. Yeah. Yeah, look, it really does make sense because in all other areas of of life, like work, there are, um, you know, KPIs and there are, um, you know, a discussion between your boss and yourself about where you're comfortable and all of that sort of thing. So it it completely makes sense that something that is your intimate relationship gets that amount of attention and, you know, and those conversations are um, are had because – you're both on the same page. You don't want to be living a life of misery. So this is a great way to, you know, get clear on what the other person thinks and feels in, you know, obviously in a way that is deliberate rather than it blowing up in an argument or um, a miscommunication or one going inward and um, not not communicating with the other. Um, to get it all out there and to, and to work through that just seems such a sensible idea and probably one that we just don't do because we're not thinking about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
And I think we may have touched on relationship check-in meetings um, with you before, Louise. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that you bring can bring into your weekly or fortnightly relationship check-in meeting. Yeah. Like, let's talk about the house chores. You know, like we had that conversation months ago and honestly, we never fight about the house chores. Ever. Yeah. We don't even really talk about it. Yeah, because it's literally <laughs> it's written, just written, written down, down on the like, fridge. After, actually, after the first week, um, somehow I ended up with, like, all of the shit stuff, like taking <laughs> the compost out and, like, doing the like the bins and things. And after the first week, I was like, actually, Cindy, we need to re-talk about this agreement because I'm really resenting, like, the my list like i'm not i'm not enjoying this and i'm finding it frustrating and so we're like all right well let's revisit the agreement maybe those shit jobs can be like um you know alternative like i'll do it one week you do it the other week yeah and i was like yeah i can deal with that so you can revisit these agreements they're not a trap yeah and how cool is it though that you know you're both so comfortable in being able to come back to the table and it doesn't end in you know for want of a better expression a shitstorm because you just resented it and swallowed it Luke and then all of a sudden that just blew up the next time you had to take the compost out it wasn't about the compost it was about the compound effect of having a shit job so it was you know having having that space to be able to do that just makes so much sense guys Oh, guaranteed, Louise. In, in a past life, um, you know, I would have gotten roused on for leaving the tap running and I would have turned up and said, well, I always take the compost out and, you know, brought it up at a completely irrelevant time. So being able to revisit these things and know that it's not set in stone, but the fact that you've like actually had the conversations and have the conversations about the hard shit mm. and it makes the conversations about who's taking the bins out like really quite easy. Yeah, I love that. You guys are relationship goals. I love you both. Honestly, <laughs> the, st- <laughs> the stuff that you you bring to the table is just so thought-provoking and just makes so much sense. And I thank you once again for your wisdom here on After Dark. Thanks for having us. Always Bye. a pleasure. <laughs> Want some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark. We're back with the queen of the Newcastle drag scene, Timberlina. How are you today, my love? Good. How are you? Can I just say that I'm really obsessed with that opening? I love it. I came up with it myself. I really love it. <laughs> I'm just like you being like, Woo, forgetting where I am. <laughs> We're both doing that. We're both like, you know, just, yeah, completely immersed in the beat. I love it. I can't wait till we can get back out on the disco floor and actually dance to that, you know, yeah. full out. Uh, right. When's that going to happen though? <laughs> oh, look, you know. Um, one of my best, one of my best friends is in Sydney and he's dying to take me back to the Palms, you know, till five o'clock in the morning. Mm. And, um, I'm, I'm, I I live for it. I'm all about it. And I just, it hasn't happened. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So look, I'll get there. I'll get there. All right. Now people need help. Here we go. All right. Dear, Dear Timberlina. 
I'm 37 years old. One would think that I would be able to handle these relationship type situations by now. Truth is, I feel like a schoolgirl again with a crush on a boy and I don't have a clue if he likes me or not. Well, I know he likes me, but I'm just not sure in what capacity. We've been out on several group dates. I've invited him to go out with mutual friends to dinner, um, but we have never been out together one-on-one on a date. I visited him in his home and he's always happy to see me. Once I stopped by his house unannounced to see if he wanted to come to dinner with us and he had already eaten, but he offered to come with us and have a dessert. So when we went to leave, he picked up the check for all of us, my girlfriends too. Um, when we are with mutual parties, he will hang out with me nearly the entire time. The other day, he questioned me about my roommate. My roomie is a guy, a total platonic friendship. And I thought it was interesting that he was concerned about it enough to ask. Uh, he's never been married and has no children. Our mutual friends always comment to me on how John and I seem to have amazing chemistry and our conversation flows for hours. I like him a lot, but he has never asked me out. So I question his attraction to me. What do you think? Am I grasping at straws? That was a lot to take in. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) we all struggle with this girlfriend. Uh, Um. Oh, I don't know what to say to this one. Um, This is the first time I've got no words. (laughs) Yeah, look, I think let's break it down. Okay, because it is a lot and I know I can see your little head processing behind your little eyeballs there. Um, So, okay, I think he's shy and I think he wouldn't do – I think like picking up the dessert for everybody is like the grand gesture. Yeah. I think he's trying to impress. A hundred percent trying to impress. Like no guy would do that if they weren't trying to impress. So maybe he's waiting for you to make the first move, to be honest. Um, Obviously he wouldn't be asking about your housemate either. Mm. So girl, just like get in there, ask the questions, make the moves. Yeah. Look, I think that she's going to have to take the bull by the horns, as it were. Um, yeah. Because I think he's a bit shy and um, maybe doubting himself a little bit. And, you know, we we sort of think that men are all over it and they've got, you know, the whole confidence swagger thing going. But that's not always the case. And they have insecurities like we do. So they're probably, you know, going, oh, look, you know, I really do like her, but I don't want to make that step of asking her out because, you know, what if she doesn't want to and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, look. It's 2021. You ask him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Do yeah. it, girl. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Absolutely. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Okay. This is a big one too. I think I'm just going to summarize. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Dear Timberlina, uh, I'm in my late thirties and I'm divorced with two children. I'm independent. I own my own house, car and pay all my bills. I'm a professional and have a great career. My boyfriend and I have been seeing each other for two years now. He also has two children that he, um, on his own, that he supports. Uh, He's wonderful. He helps out with the kids. I trust him. I know he loves me and cares for me tremendously. My issue is he doesn't make a lot of money. He works hard and lots um, of overtime with his career, but uh, he will never make a high salary. Um, 
this is what he chooses uh, and he's comfortable there. Uh, I have encouraged him to go to school and do more for himself, but he's comfortable basically being broke. In the last few months, he's been living with me. He helps out a lot and he's always given me money for groceries, but it's not a lot. I think we should split bills or at least close to it. My household bills are 3000 a month um, and I'm lucky if I will see 300 to 400 a month from him. Hmm. In addition, since he um, does not have a lot, we can't go places like vacations, theatres, weekend trips, etc. I plan trips myself and uh, go places with my kids so that he doesn't feel like he can't afford to come. Mm, Difficult. Yeah, I guess it gets really tricky when money's involved, but 100% you should be splitting the bills 50-50 if... Like if all the kids are living there and all of that, mm. then yeah, like 50-50, 100%. And I would say that because that's a normal thing to do in a household, even if it was a share house. Um, but I can't. you can't pressure somebody into change their jobs for how much they earn. Like no. you might be happy. Um, so, but if you aren't happy in the relationship, then maybe you need to – move on i guess yeah as as that sounds look Um, i think i think people have a comfort level uh with with what they do and you know you and i are very uh similar in that we're both in the arts and you know we grab opportunities with both hands we have business heads you know that sort of thing um and there are some people who just you know they want to work to live yeah. And that is also valid. But it's whether in a relationship you can synergize those two things. Whether you see uh, the fact that he's happy with his job as being um, a bit of a black mark on his name because it's not where you're at mentally. I think that's more the issue. I think money works yeah. itself out. Um, and you know, should never be necessarily like the, you know, the crux of a relationship. Um, I've been in relationships where I've earned more than the person I'm with and I've been in relationships where I earn a lot less. Uh, And we work it out fairly based on, you know, what's affordable. But I think what I'm hearing here is the issue that you are not satisfied that he doesn't have more ambition and more get up and go. And I think that's a relationship issue, not a financial issue. Yeah, 100%. -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to meet people where they're at, and then you have to make a decision about whether or not that you're comfortable with that long term. Yeah, mm. I think we nailed that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Loved it. Hopefully, they like the response that we gave them. You know what? I think after you know we are business people, as we said, maybe after um, lockdown we could open up you know a little salon with like a chase lounge, very bougie, and and have people in uh, for for our to dispense our advice. We have no qualifications whatsoever. We don't actually know what we're doing, but I think this could work as a business plan, Timberland. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I'm for it. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. It has to have a neon sign though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I love a good neon. <laughs> love it. All right. Lovely. Well, uh, that was very insightful. And I think that we have helped the, you know, the, the people of Newcastle with their advice. I'm very proud of us once again. And I look forward to seeing you next week. See you then. Fancy a quickie? Nikki from Flirt Adult Store joins us with this week's hot sex toy tip on Quickie with Nikki on After Dark. 
this is definitely one of the more informative segments on Lipstick After Dark, The Quickie with Nikki. How are you today, my love? Good. Thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure. Now, today we're going to be delving into something that I didn't even realise was a thing. I thought that I was fairly, you know, across like all of these sexual toys and that sort of thing that you talk about. But this one had me a little bit intrigued. We're going to be talking about lube. Lube is fantastic. There is literally a lube for everybody and everything. Right. So this is what I didn't, like, I, obviously we know that lube exists, but I didn't realise that there was all types of different lubes for different situations. So talk me through it. <laughs> so you've got about six different lubes that I believe that everyone should have in their little lube kit. So the most standard lube that everybody knows of is your water-based. And mm-hmm. water-based is good for everything. It's good for toy play. It's good for sex. It's good for masturbation. It is a natural product that will just absorb into your skin and not leave any stickiness, anything. So if you use it, you can literally pull your ducks up after a you know, little afternoon delight and be on your way. It absorbs <laughs> into the skin. No cleanup is required. Right. Great. That sounds pretty efficient. Love it. Okay. So what else? What like I mean, I, I just sort of assumed that it was all the water-based stuff, but you're telling me no, there's different ones. No. So the next one I'm going to show you guys and talk about is the silicon lube. Silicon lube is really good for anal play as the anus doesn't self-lubricate like other areas of the body like the mouth, the eyes and the vagina. Yeah. So it's really good for that area so it'll keep it feeling really comfortable. And the best part about silicon lube is it can be used in the shower, it can be used in the bath, it can be used in a pool as it doesn't absorb into the body. So it's really good for water play as well, which I know heaps of people are into you know, we don't have much time during the day, so quickly in the shower, this will make it a lot more comfortable for everybody. Right. So it just, like, it's it's a thicker consistency, obviously, than the water base, and it doesn't wash away. Yeah, and it doesn't absorb. So right. it needs soap and water to um, be washed off. So it's really good for water base. Ah, I see. Mm. Ah, you're full of good ideas. I, I know. Like my it. silicon lube lives in my shower. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so there's two different types, but you're telling me there's also more. Yep, there's the next one we're going to go over is a hybrid lube. And a hybrid lube is 90% water and 10% silicon. So you're getting the really nice kind of slipperiness of the silicon, but it is body safe and it's toy safe. And again, it doesn't require a huge amount of cleanup. So it's really good for people who want to have that little bit more slipperiness with their lubrication but they don't want to use silicon, which is going to be super slippery. Yeah. Then the next one that you've got is flavoured lubes. The best part about it is it tastes fantastic. You can get it in like 30 different flavours, strawberry, watermelon, all the way up to butterscotch, and it masks the smell and taste of those intimate areas. Right. For those who don't particularly like the taste, that will uh, help that a little bit, won't it? A hundred percent, yeah. We do get a lot of people coming into the store and they do say, I love my partner, but unfortunately, there can be this problem. So if they want to still do those things with their partner, like head jobs and oral sex, flavoured lubricant is a really great way of getting rid of the smell and the taste of those kind of, you know, personal areas. Right. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, who knew that there were that many different lubes? (laughs) Oh, there's so many. There's so, so, so many. Yeah. Well, like, Lube's fantastic. Yeah. Everybody should have lubricant. The biggest misconceptions 
all lubricant that we get in the store all the time is people think, oh, no, I'm not old. I don't need that. That is the world's biggest myth is that you need lubricant if you're old. Everybody needs lubricant because it just makes masturbation, toy play and sex so much better. We're not all the same. Our bodies don't, you know, activate the way that everybody else's do. So some people take a little bit longer for their natural lubrications to come through and adding lubricant to your toy and bed play will make that so much better. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Uh, yeah. And there's so many different, you know, flavors, textures, all of that sort of thing to play with. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And it is relatively inexpensive as well, isn't it? Oh, exactly. You're not going to find lube's not that expensive. It's always just an extra that we offer in stores to people with toys. We say it's going to make everything better. It's going to make touching yourself better. It's going to make toy play better. It's going to be make being intimate with someone that little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I mean, lube is just one of the things that you offer at Flirt Adult Stores, Nikki. So uh, when you're in there next, make sure that you are getting your lube with your toys or on the website, of course. And how can people buy the stuff that you have on offer? So you can jump on our website, which is www.flirtadultstore.com.au. Use the code AFTERDARK30 in capitals to get yourself 30% off your next full price purchase and add a lube to the cart because at the end of the day, it's going to make everything feel better. It's going to make toy play, sex and masturbation better. And you know what? If you've got a spell, put lube on it. It's fantastic. <laughs> It'll work for everything. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. Thanks for the tip, Nikki. Uh, always no a pleasure to talk to you. That was Nikki from Flirt Adult Store, and you're listening to Lipstick After Dark. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio. Thanks for your company once again this Thursday night on After Dark. It's always a pleasure. Hope you got a lot out of tonight's show on the relationship front and the sexy time. Make sure you apply it this weekend because let's face it, we don't have anywhere to be. I'm Louise Wilkinson and I'm tucking you in with a lipstick kiss. Thanks for listening to After Dark here on Newcastle Live Radio. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night. Only on Newcastle Live Radio.